Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many books have been written about the hollow earth, and the vast majority of them are rubbish. What makes them advanced? Just because they live in the center of the earth. Why is that advanced? <laughs> don't know, dwarves did it and they're not advanced <laughs> Tolkien for dwarves were actually the silliest Oh Whoa Wow Oh, oh wow Come on That's great Oh wow <laughs> What? <laughs> no No please I'm not being Oh please don't No <laughs> Again, it's flat earth again. Thing is, I think like when we got Hollow Earth requested, this is what they were hoping for. <laughs> Godzilla, King of Monsters, Hollow Earth theory explained. Why are those two things fused? That's a load of old crud. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. I'm your host, Tiss, for this episode. With me as always, co-hosting. Go on then. Hey, it's Beef. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. <laughs> hey, it's Bob. How's it hey, going? Hey, hey, hey. I feel like we've got like kind of a little bit kind of like throaty mm. morning yeah. voices. Guess what we were doing last night? Not that. <laughs> not that. <laughs> <laughs> not that the other thing <laughs> so it's our you last morning guess. last morning in Bristol um, of this Bristol saga it's been emotional people are going to hear this at like Christmas <laughs> yeah. like they're bizarre. still in Bristol yeah. <laughs> they've been there for two months they've moved um, yeah it's our last morning uh, we went out for a few beers last night and it's now you know about 10 o'clock in the morning the next day going to smash we're this last gonna gonna we're going to do it with enthusiasm yeah we're going to hear it Especially when Tiss starts talking about Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. Yeah. About Hollow Earth. This is almost like a follow up to your Flat Earth one. Kind of. It's why it was requested that you did this one. Is it really? Yeah. It's kind of different to Flat Earth, really though. Exciting. It's really different. Is well, it's, it's, a th- yeah. it's a theory that's ludicrous about the Earth. Hmm. Well, you know, it we'll might see, not well, be I mean, ludicrous. That could be ludicrous. Ludicrous? It might not be very ludicrous. It Outro might be. music this week, ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> it could be ludicrous it could be not ludicrous we're okay. going to find out so you're by the end of this episode you're going to have convinced us that, um, far. that 
the earth is hollow. By the end of this episode, I'm... I'll have convinced you of the facts that they believe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hang on a minute. Yeah. You might that... believe him. It might, might be maybe scientific fact. Probably not. But we'll listen and and be open as always. Yeah. Yeah. Be an I'm interesting ready episode. to be open. At least this time, if you start laughing, I'm not going to fall back into a drum kit. No, we're nice and laying on Tissa's sofa. Nice <laughs> and laying. We're nice and laying out. Um, so when I started uh, researching the episode, I didn't actually know how the Earth was formed science you know, view. Right. So right. we need to get a bit of clarity right. so that we can work out what Hollow Earth is and how it's different to uh, the model we currently have. So okay. basically, you looked back at previous episodes and thought, we need to take this back to Dum Dum Town for Bob and Beef, because we're always like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. And we make you go back a few more steps than you originally planned. Well, for me, it's usually... <laughs> I, I don't know how... You, like, Hollow Earth is just as new to me as actually how the Earth is formed. So you're saying Hollow Earth isn't actually how the Earth is formed? Well, no... Well, I'm saying how... Okay, there. when we say how the Earth is actually formed, by the short what I mean is what, what scientists agree. So, okay. what you, what, yeah, what you're going to show us is, okay, so if, we, if we're willing to maybe sneer at hollow Earth theory, we need to understand how the Earth was actually... Or how they think. Or how... The theory, the, the current theory so this isn't how, how the scientists would tell us. This is how hollow Earth... No, this, so is this, how, is, this is how planet Earth was formed, like okay. scientifically. Really. Scientifically. Okay, okay, okay. This is like... If you we need to, to know our side before we take a stance on it. Yeah. Yeah, we need to know what we believe. This is something that would not be considered fringe. So, let's see. 4.6 billion years ago, an enormous cloud of gas and dust called a solar nebula swirls in the Milky Way galaxy. A new solar system is born. Our solar system. In a process known as the conservation of angular momentum, gravity collapses the cloud, turning it into a flattened, spinning disk. The powerful gravity pulls most of the gas into the center of the disk, and this gas gradually condenses, coalesces, and ultimately forms our sun. Leftover gas and dust swirls around and slowly begins clumping together. Now the strong solar winds blast outward from the sun, blowing lighter materials like hydrogen and helium far out. Mm. Heavier material like dust and rocks resist the solar wind and remain close to the center. And it's this heavy material that begins clumping together, eventually forming the prototypes of the inner rocky planets, including planet Earth. It's the Earth's dense, rocky core that forms first. Heavy materials like iron and nickel gravitate to the center, whereas lighter materials drift to the outside, eventually forming the Earth's crust. Over millions of years, the new Earth begins trapping stray gas in its powerful gravity, and this gas eventually becomes our sacred, life-saving atmosphere. But suddenly, around one billion years after the Earth is formed, Thea, a large Mars-sized body, floating freely in the new solar system, crashes into Earth, causing near-catastrophic damage. Millions of pieces of the infant planet blast outward into space. Some pieces become trapped in the Earth's gravity, 
ultimately becoming our moon. It's true. Today, comets are rare in the inner solar system, only appearing a few times every several decades. But during the early primordial times, comets were very abundant throughout the entire solar system. It's believed these icy comets colliding with a young Earth were the initial cause of water on our planet's surface. Of course, since then, Earth has become the pleasant, life-bearing planet we know as home. We enjoy an abundance of vegetation, water, tools, and technologies. We live a safe and protected life under our atmosphere. That is, until the sun turns into a red giant, incinerates the entire planet, and wipes out all evidence that Earth ever existed. But not to worry. We've got five billion years to figure that out, and we can discuss this in another episode. It takes weeks to make videos like this for you to enjoy. That was really interesting. <clears throat> is that all real? Well, what is real? Well, well, we already did that. Episode. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going back to Friday. That's all according to science. I'd I say that's um, amazing. I actually didn't know like half the. It makes. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's really it's. But what it's makes really you believe that more than Hollow Earth? Well, you just told me that's. That's because that makes. Sense. Yeah, but why would you trust? But if you showed me that video, yeah. and said this is a crazy, wacky conspiracy theory about how the Earth was formed, yeah, I'd be like, that's nonsense. That's so crazy. Exactly. Because you've told me that's actually how it is. I'm like, wow, isn't the world, isn't the universe incredible? Yeah. These wacky things happen. Can I just shock you? Yeah. That isn't real. Really? Yeah. Hollow Earth is real. Oh right, that's the uh, well, I tell you why that makes <laughs> I tell you why that makes sense to me though because that that fits in with what I already know to be true about gravity, right? So it makes sense yeah. that that would be the way that the Earth is formed because that I know that's how gravity works. I feel stupid for not knowing how the Earth was formed. Do you know what I mean? But we I'm should like, have we should have who, who we should send that video to yeah. Jack and he'll go, ha, no, yeah, you fucking ding dongs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my brother-in-law Jack from uh, Black House. And then yeah. we've got D News doing a small video on the mystery of the Earth's core. So this oh, is we're, that discovery? we're basically getting a background in we're going to say science view of right. okay. so what is, the Earth's is. Core. so we can get a grasp of what is. So then I can have a look Isn't at it just like what really really hot Earth. Well, isn't it hell? This is D News, and I'm Trace. If you look down right now, you probably see the floor. But under that floor is dirt, and way under that is bedrock, and under that, hypothesis and theory. Seriously, we have gone to the moon, but the deepest we have ever been on our own planet is 2.4 miles into the crust at the Tautona Mine in South Africa. What's down there? How does it affect us? New research has some insight. Scientists throughout history have mapped the inside of our planet by measuring the movement of seismic waves generated by earthquakes. Like sound waves, these are reflected and refracted and they change speed as they pass through rocks of different densities and flows. Geologists believe as the primordial earth cooled, heavy elements sank to the middle and lighter elements floated to the top. The result was a multi-layer planet. The crust is the top 25-ish miles, then a 1,800-mile-thick inner and outer mantle made of highly pressurized, superheated rock, which flows really slowly, like asphalt on a hot day. Under that is an inner and outer core made of heavy metals. This is where we think our magnetic field comes from. The outer core is a hot liquid iron alloy, and the inner core is probably solid nickel and iron. 
Thanks to some new computer models from the University of Leeds and the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, we've modeled the inside of the planet a hundred times more accurately than ever before. The new model has revealed the moon-sized in her core is super-rotating in an easterly direction, and the outer core is flowing much slower in a westerly direction. This opposing rotation is like a generator that we think creates the magnetic field of our planet called the geomagnetic dynamo. Doomsday predictors complain about this field switching or disappearing altogether, but science has shown the magnetic field has already done that. Back in 1692, Edmund Halley, like the comet, showed that the Earth's magnetic field has a westward drift. And by looking at 30,000-year-old lava flows, geologists can tell it's also drifted eastward at times. Just to note, Richard Halley mm -hmm. is one of the first proponents of Hollow Earth. Really? really? So the science people are pooling from his knowledge. Uh, okay. So remember that when we come back to him later on. Okay. It's like flat earth going back to old knowledge. That's not really what these doomsdayers mean, though. They mean a pole swap. North becomes south, south becomes north. OMG! This has happened too. 780,000 years ago, during the Stone Age, the magnetic north pole was actually on the bottom of the planet. Science! Now, with the help of these computer models, plus centuries of seismic tests in geology, we know more about how the core of our planet works and also the magnetic field. The swapping isn't gonna do anything too crazy. A switch of east-west drift ain't a big deal. We have to now he's talking about magnetic fields, which is this, fucking this boring. Is. So I do, isn't it mental? And I've never, I don't sit and think about the earth very often, even though I live on it. Mm. Um, do you live on it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so, but when they start breaking it down, they're like, yeah, in the middle it's a load of metal, and there's this, I'm like, wow. Like, wow, that's really cool. Also, because when we think of metal... Yeah. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, I think, it's almost <laughs> like I think metal's made in a factory. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so weird right, to me. It's no, so abstract. take it from the earth. It's yeah. insane. But, that is um, mental. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how he said about they dug so deep into the earth mm. imagine going like two miles deep into the earth two miles that's in mental down. isn't it I'm surprised they got that far the furthest they've ever dug is five or four what was down there ghosts just more Dinosaur. mud ghosts ghosts <laughs> you can't get anything and why is that the ghosts? first thing that came to my mind yeah is a ghost down there <laughs> is it a ghost the ghost that got buried really far down Jack the Ripper um <laughs> That's, That's crazy though. When you think that we have we haven't explored much of of down there. Well, no. no, anything no. below. Like they said about the same. You're not going to be able to. Surely, if it gets too hot, it get too hot, would not it? Too hot. Yeah. Well, when you get down, it gets hot. It's molten. Well, does it? Is that true? <laughs> well, does it? He does all this mysterious <laughs> does <it>? stuff. <laughs> well, well, does it? Does it? Is it not hollow down there though? Well, you're gonna have to talk to us about that. I tell you, the only thing I know about hollow earth. Um, this is going back to what I was saying yesterday. It's yeah. bullshit. Um, BPRD. Right. Is, um, I didn't know if loads of BPRD stuff came up when you searched. But no. it's BPRD. Not. BPRD is the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. It's a comic book. Oh. It's, it's the spin-off comic book to Hellboy. Um, but there, there's a lot of stuff about Hollow Earth in that. Yeah. And that was my introduction to Hollow Earth. And I thought when I read that, the Hollow Earth comic came out years ago. And I thought, oh, this is just like part of the comic. It was made up. And then yeah. I found out years later, oh, actually, actually, some people believe in Hollow Earth. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's been a real theory for many, many years, actually. Yeah. This is the last of the sort of science -y videos because I wanted to do another video now. It's how, how deep have we dug? Can we dig? Right. Just to give you a scope of what we think now, 
what we know now and how far we've actually dug now so that when I give you this other evidence, right. you can see that science has fallen short of, of how far covering we've... these bases that I'm going to cover with Hollow Right, okay. So they don't have an answer, really. This is a real-life lore video made possible by... That makes me think Flat Earth. Yeah. So, take this with a pinch of salt. So at some point in their lives, nearly everybody has wanted to dig a hole down to the center of the Earth. The only problem is, nobody ever has... <laughs> oh, uh, where, where were you? Everyone has. Where were you when you thought about <laughs> <laughs> digging? Probably, like, honestly, probably <laughs> on, on the a beach. beach. Yeah, on in Weymouth beach. on the beach. And I was not like, like, I'm going to dig through to Australia, is what you say to my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't, you're not like, well, I'm not going to get to the center of the earth. I'll just dig as far as I can. I dug so far one time, uh, put my uncle in it. But there was, um, do you know what was in there? I dug so deep, do you know what I found? What? A pair of old pants. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, someone obviously like pooed themselves on the beach and buried them or something. Oh, was there a marmite in the gusset? And I knew that someone's put marmite in the gusset. Gusset. Marmite? They must have prepared that in when they the come from gusset. home. In the gusset. New t-shirt design. What's that marmite in the gusset? I'm going to get some weird house pants made that have like a comical marmite switch <laughs> printed on the underneath. And and marmite in the, marmite gusset. in the gusset. Anti-shat. Anti-shat and anti-shat. Anti-shat. Yeah, where were you when you thought about digging a hole? Not yeah. far. If humanity decided that digging a hole was the number one objective of our species, then how deep down could we actually dig with modern day technology? Let's say that we start somewhere on the Earth's surface and just start digging from there. <laughs> That's a good start. That's a great start, yeah. Not too far down at 1.8 meters and we arrive at the standard grave depth in Western culture. So if you're afraid of zombies, this is how far down they'll be coming from. Four meters down, and we arrive at the depth that Pharaoh Tutankhamun's tomb was discovered at. A little further at six meters below the surface, we reach the maximum depth that metal detectors can pick up signals from. At 12 meters, we can find the deepest burrows dug by animals, the Nile crocodile. Wow. A little further down at 20 meters, and we arrive at the depth of the Paris catacombs beneath the city of Paris, a tomb that holds the remains of over six million people. Double that distance. We should go there on a weird tales trip. Yep. Deepest swimming pool in the world. If you drained this pool and jumped into it from the top, it would take nearly three seconds before you would hit the bottom. 100 meters down is the usual distance that governments bury their nuclear waste at. And just beneath that, at 105.5 meters down, is the deepest metro station in the world, located in Kiev. Moving on to 122 meters down, and we see the deepest known point that a plant's roots have ever reached, a fig tree in South Africa. 220 meters down, and we arrive at the deepest river in the world, the Congo River in Africa. Beyond that, at 240 meters, you can ride through the deepest railway tunnel in the world that connects the Japanese islands of Honshu and Hokkaido. But at 287 meters down, you can drive through the deepest road tunnel in the world in Norway. 305 meters down, and you would still be vulnerable to the B-82 Earth-penetrating nuclear warhead, which can destroy structures up to this depth beneath the surface. That's mental. Oh my. Forget about your bunkers, eh? Incredibly, though, at 392 meters, we arrive at the deepest well and possibly deepest hole ever dug by hand. This is the Woodingdean Water Well in the UK, and it was dug all the way back in 1862. 
What? By hand? Imagine your nails after that. Not much help and safety back in those days, they just got on with it. Even further down though at 700 meters is where the Chilean miners were trapped at for 69 days back in 2010. Whoa, that's so far. 970 meters down is the deepest hole ever dug that still has an open sky above it, the Bingham Canyon Open Pit Mine in Utah. This pit is so deep that you could place the tallest building in the entire world in the center and still have over 100 more meters to the surface. Wow. Down at 1,410 meters, though, is where the deepest concert ever held <laughs> happened by the band Agonizer in Finland. 1,642 meters down is the depth of the deepest lake on Earth, Lake Baikal in Russia. And 1,857 meters down is the deepest part of the Grand Canyon. Wow. This is going on and on. So it does go on for a fucking long time. Oh, oh wow. This just goes on for eight minutes. It's just the same thing. It's just like, he just keeps naming thing after okay. thing that is down right. there. Right. Oh, right. Deepest cave, yeah. Deepest cave, deepest mine, and then... For reference about what's next, 11,887 meters is the average altitude that a commercial airliner flies at. But deeper than that, at 12,262 meters is the depth of the Kola Superdeep Borehole a project where the Soviet Union attempted to drill all the way through the Earth's crust. They only reached a third of the way there, though, because the temperature at this depth reached 180 degrees Celsius, which was too hot for the drill to continue operating any further. The hole is also only 23 centimeters wide, so luckily you can't accidentally fall into it. Cook you, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd be dead. Recently, however, this depth has been surpassed by the Z44 Shavio oil and gas well, which has drilled down to a depth of 12,376 meters. That's the equivalent of stacking 15 Burj Khalifas on top of each other, and currently represents the deepest hole that humanity has ever dug. The crust, however, can extend down to 70,000 meters below the Earth's surface, and the planet's center is located 6,371 kilometers down. If the surface of the Earth is Lisbon, Portugal, and the planet's center is Astana, Kazakhstan, then humanity so far has just ventured this tiny, insignificant distance. There were, there were two random places in the world, for yeah. that example. Yeah, such a random. <laughs> yeah, yeah Lisbon yeah. to Astana. What? Yeah, okay. That that is crazy. So the thing is, then we've only ever dug the furthest he said seven point seven miles. Yeah, into the whole of the Earth. Yeah, which is long way. Yeah. So we don't know what's in there, do we? Yeah, or, no, we don't, for sure. Like, I know scientists can say, "Well, it's this," because we know how like things are made and how things are built yeah i guess they'll have a pretty good understanding things are created of, yeah of how things form and and yeah i guess from space travel as well we've probably picked up stuff well like i'm that. trying to look at like hollow earth theorists and where they're coming from they can say yeah it's a willing of you to say that but, but we don't really no one's know. ever been there no it's, well no it's true you say there's metal down there have you ever bought some metal back Prove from the it. center of the earth a hollow earth <laughs> 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 head. It's 25 two. minutes long. Hollow Earth headband. That is <laughs> coming up later. Great, great headband. I didn't research the headband stuff, unfortunately. Stuff they don't want you to know. Who? Like, who doesn't who, want me to know? It? The fashion. They. they say it's a conspiracy. These sort of things they say is a conspiracy. They. 
But who? What is the conspiracy for? Who is that aiding to tell us that the Earth is like solid or whatever? Exactly. The people, the inhabitants of the Hollow Earth. Oh, the frog people. No, the Nazis. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Believe no, me, I'm not being. Oh, please don't. Far no. fetched. So yeah. yeah, there's Nazis. It's why they. <laughs> it's what they don't want you to know, mate. It's what no, the Nazis don't want you to know. The story of Hollow Earth. Hmm. Right. Maybe not. Stuff they don't want you to know, Hollow Earth. This one's a good one. Right. Jump into this one. Gives us a little bit. Yeah, well, you're, you're leading it, mate. Yeah, we, I want to know. So now we've what we've learned so far from what we've seen. Yeah. How the Earth is formed. Yeah. Um, what was the second video? Crust. Oh, how, how deep you can dig. No, that was the third. How crusted the earth? Oh, the crust of the earth. It's like how it's formed, the crust of the earth, and oh, right. what that is. And then we've learned like how how deep you can go and what what's under there and stuff. So that's all scientifically. That's the stuff they do want us to know. Yeah. So what so don't what, they want? Us what to know? is hollow earth? What is the whole theory? There's so many different theories. There's, oh, okay. there's right, a few okay. different hollow earths. So, but the, the right. gist of it is that the earth, the earth is hollow. Is hollow. Right, that, like an Easter egg. Um, well, one theory, one one of the main theories back in the day, back in the day, um, with Richard Richard Harley, who discovered Halley's Comet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or Richard Haley. He believed that there was loads of Earths spinning inside, so there'd be this Earth like spinning. Like a Russian doll Earth. And the, like a Russian right. doll, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Different spinning... And that was actually the believed theory for many years. Yeah, really, like many, many years, years ago, or yeah. whenever. When was it? When was it? The three hundred you lived? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it? I don't know. One hundred and fifty, two hundred years, maybe. That's not very long. Not very to long. Believe that. No, but we believed a lot of stuff. Four hundred years ago. Yeah, I guess so. We believed kids should be seen and not heard like hundred years ago. So we're not. I had that when I was a kid. <laughs> we're not that advanced. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's. The stuff they don't want you to know. They don't want us to know about Hollow Earth. From UFOs to ghosts and psychic powers. Good stuff. History is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now and learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Do you want to turn back now? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to see it. Let's go. I'm going to take the first step into a larger world. (laughs) A hollow world. I always thought Earth was solid, but is it? Some people don't think so. In fact, hollow earth theorists think the Earth's surface is only 800 to several thousand. Right. Now go, go. Uh, he, he, so he always thought it was uh, on not hollow. Solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, solid. Um, but it's not. So 800, 2,000 miles. So, okay. Right. We haven't proved this wrong. Because yeah, we okay. haven't been down that far so far. No, so okay, fine, fine. I'll stop. Yeah. Right. In fact, hollow earth theorists think the Earth's surface is only 800 to several thousand miles thick. They believe an entire world exists beneath this surface, illuminated by a small star. This land, they say, is inhabited and can be reached through deep cave systems like Kentucky's Mammoth Cave or the Earth's north and south poles. Mammoth Cave is the longest cave system in the world, and no one knows how deep it actually goes. If there is a hollow earth, maybe this is a good place to begin the search. But what about gravity and earthquakes? If the earth is hollow, how does it generate the gravity necessary to keep objects pinned to the surface? Some hollow earthers believe the gravitational pull of the inner star or the crust of earth itself is sufficient to maintain surface life. Thousands of people across the globe believe earth is a hollow sphere inhabited by an alien civilization. 
I can see how this sounds silly, but the Nazi party bought it hook, line, and sinker. In fact, the Third Reich took the Hollow Earth theory seriously enough to send three expeditions to Antarctica starting in 1938. One of these missions was specifically designed to search for an entrance to the Earth's interior. Based on information from Arctic tribes, Tibetan shamans, and the occult Thule society, Nazis were convinced the possibility was worth investigating. They declared part of Antarctica Nazi territory and named it New Schwabia. If the Earth did prove to be hollow, the Nazis planned to locate Allied ships by shooting infrared waves through the Earth to England. If the interior of the Earth was, as they believed, both hollow and inhabited, the Nazis planned to contact these inhabitants and gather their support in the war on the surface world. The isolated location provided a perfect backdrop for other, more sinister experiments, submarine technology, invisible aircraft, nuclear power. I hear the British and US military may have even sent fleets of ships down to stop the Nazi activities in Antarctica. Heard. In an operation called From where? While this Project High Jump was officially listed as a reconnaissance mission, questions linger regarding the mysterious deaths of people involved. Many researchers believe the Nazis maintained a secret submarine and aircraft base. Several Hollow Earth researchers believe the Nazis never found the entrance but instead stumbled upon technology from the subterranean world and reverse-engineered these artifacts, ultimately designing what we would recognize as UFOs. Here's where it gets crazy. <laughs> Here's where it gets crazy. Here's where it gets crazy. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. I, I heard the UK and US sent in a reconnaissance mission. Where? Owl down the pub. <laughs> oh... But here's where it gets crazy. Here. Some of these people believe the Nazis did discover an entrance to the inner world. What's more, they argue Adolf Hitler may not have died in the infamous bunker suicide, but instead escaped with his supporters to the South Pole, where the secret Nazi outposts maintained control over a passage to the interior. Proponents of this theory allege that thousands of scientists disappeared toward the close of the war, retreating into the earth. The mainstream scientific community scoffs at these allegations, but is it really that strange? We know, for instance, that the US itself recruited Nazi scientists in Operation Paperclip. And the Nazis certainly made it to New Schwabia. And they felt vindicated by the endeavor, so much so that they annexed part of Antarctica to protect their claims. What did they discover amid the desolate frozen waste? Alien technology? Uranium? Or something else? Something they don't want you to know. Okay. But they do want you to know about the alien weapons. <laughs> oh, that's wow. such bullshit. There's a lot to unpack with that one. <laughs> oh, my life. What do you think? I like, but this is my thinking. Right, so we, we did this on Flat Earth Theory. We know they went there to try and find the edge of the Earth. Yeah. Right? And now, they, now we know, or now the sky is telling us that they tried to find the centre of the Earth. Because they, they believe that there are inhabitants down there that could help with their war efforts, right? Now, that probably is true. That might have happened, right? As if the American and British governments are going to be like, well, that's worth... They're going to think, well, that's a load of wank. Let's not, let's not worry about bothering to send people... Did he say that they, were, they sent sub, um, subs after them to try and... Did, did they, he say that? I don't... I don't... They did sub... Sub uh, technology experiments with submarines. Right. He's saying, "Oh, we know they got there. So how was it so unbelievable that Hitler got there and escaped?" Yeah. Because the Russians were surrounding Berlin, he wasn't getting anywhere. 
Oh, but you're using fact again. <laughs> you're using logic. The thing is, a lot of it was it just felt like a list of ludicrous ideas. Like he was in yeah. like a, a crazy sci-fi stories being written with no actual like proof. There was not nothing to back any of it up. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the, the the most the most proof-inducing thing he said was "I heard." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I well, no, he this. said in 1938, <clears throat> we know the Nazis did this. Right, like, yeah. In Operation <clears throat> Paperclip, was it? <clears throat> Fine. But yeah, nothing else that he was actually saying was stuff that he wasn't backing it up, was it, at all? No. So this won't be very good for listeners, but this is the map, the classic Hollow Earth map. The classic Hollow Earth map. So we've got to try and have a look at this and right. explain this, what we're looking at here. So, okay. So this is actually... Got the mic. Fr- he's holding the mic now. I'm going free. I'm like a uh, like a wedding or something. He's giving a present. Hey, hey guys. Like a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got this he on a bit on his television screen in front of us. So we've got the central central sun. Right. This is the Earth's core. Uh, this is like a seven an eight hundred mile diameter sun okay. that sits in the center of the Earth. Right. Um, and doing doing what? But before we go into Central Sun, yep. you said this is the classic Hollow Earth map. Yeah. Where where is this from? Is it just some something that a hippie drew, for, like trying to be ra- radical, or is this actually a theory? This this I think this map is based on the accounts of uh, Admiral Byrd. Okay. Uh, he was uh, an Antarctic explorer who, in one of his diary wow. diary chapters. Um, Apparently, they found these new diary, diary entries from him. So it's like and it's Mormonism. A bit contested. Found some new entries. <laughs> a bit contested. everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mormons of science. Pretty much. But there's Adla- Admiral Byrd's flight, 1947. Okay. So this is what he saw. We're going to go to that diary he soon. Saw. He saw. Because the, the diary is truly crazy. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head there. So you've got... You come into this opening... He found an opening. And then this is the whole... Where, where's the opening? The opening is in Antarctica. So in Antarctica. And also in Arctic. The Arctic right, and so Antarctic. both poles, there's an opening there's an to opening. the centre of the Earth. Yeah. Right, and he flew in there. He flew in there, yeah. Flew into it. Yeah. Yeah. And some uh, say in the diary, actually, he flew... He did the first ever uh, Ant- Antarctic to Arctic flight through the centre of the Earth. <laughs> oh, wow. Come on. That's great. Oh, Wow. Why aren't they still doing that flight? Yeah, so there's two How much time would that save? And look, there's some underground caves here that apparently lead to the yeah. oh, like the, the centre. Okay. You've got, look, you've got the volcano. <laughs> the volcano. Uh, you've got the pyramids of Giza there. Right. Uh, test atomic bomb. Yeah, so this Ag- Agata is the name. The land of advanced races. Yeah. Like. The city of Shambhala. So oh, okay, Shambhala, that's the in... The cave city of semi-advanced, semi-advanced race. Okay. Uh, man-made tunnels. Yeah, you've got... Loads so, hang on a second. If, if um, Agata is the land of advanced races... Yeah. Why haven't they and, come up? Well, and then there's this cave city under there as well, which is the cave city of semi-advanced races. What are we? That's like unadvanced trollops. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's nice. So We're what always... Make, what makes them advanced? Just because they live in the centre of the earth. Why is that advanced? <laughs> don't know, dwarves did it and they're not advanced. <laughs> Tolkien for dwarves were actually the silliest. I might just um I might just use that clip for the intro to this episode. <laughs> if you think about it like that. Right. 
dwarves are a little bit silly. And they live under the earth, so. It's a bit silly. Uh, it's, yeah, so there's, right. there's always ways. Now, it's not just the North and South Poles to get in there. We've got all these other ways. These all these planes. other ways, yeah. Right. There's a there's a tunnel underneath the Pyramid of Giza. There's all this other stuff. But ha- hang on, hang on. So also, are they clouds? So there's like its own atmosphere as well, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the sun. In this whole centre bit. I don't understand, though, because what what are they standing on? <laughs> The, yeah. the edge that just looks like floating yeah so what are they actually oh on, on the inside the... yeah the inside so what's the gravity is like the strip in the middle of each the gravity is pushing from the inside out because this is oh, so they're living on the on edges the in... there they're standing on the inside on the yeah outside. so okay, why, that... how would that explain why Curve it can be on the outside Curve if the gravity's to... pushing out yeah. on the inside that's not going to keep us fucking down on the outside is it I don't know is it <laughs> So it's actually this is actually really hard to describe to listeners. Yeah. Then also, Hollow Earth people don't necessarily think gravity is real. Uh, Remember that, true. like flat earthers, they think right. buoyancy is a thing. So maybe. basically, the crust is like two U-shaped things next to each other. They're like elastic bands, aren't they? Like yeah, little... with a hole at the north and south, and people are living. People are living on the crust all the way around the outside of the Earth, but all the way on the, around the inside of the Earth on the crust as well. Yeah. They're getting crust up. They're getting okay, mom, I guess it's, it's a load of old crust. It's a load of old crud. So that's what I want to say. That's what I don't understand. If they believe in... So they say that the gravity's there that, that pushes them out so that they can live on there, but they don't believe it's there because it's also... I don't know. It doesn't explain how we, on the outside... thing is, I love the, these wacky... Oh, hang on. See, now this is giving land mass to the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and the sun's in the, the middle. Sun? Why is the sun in the middle? The sun is in the middle. It doesn't make, it doesn't any, make sense. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I love these wacky conspiracy episodes because even as the host, this is this literally just said it's a look of a crud. Should we listen? I don't know. It's a load of old crud. Oh no, it's just me. <laughs> Oh no! I- <laughs> flat Earth over again. It's flat Earth again. The thing is, I think like when we got Hollow Earth requested, this is what they were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> because all the other three sense. episodes we did, we were so serious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's a really serious batch of episodes. Right. <sighs> Because I really do go into these. I'm like, oh, please don't be. Please give me like why, like a a real theory (laughs) with some science that I could actually. I I always feel like okay, maybe they are going to actually give me something that makes me go, oh, because at the beginning, Tiz always starts off like slightly being like, well, is it like he's going to drop a bomb Uh, and the bomb is just going like I heard down the pub. This is another good source, actually. Ancient Aliens always a very right, okay. uh, reliable source. Yeah, super, really popular show on the History Channel. Yeah, History Channel. Yeah. Ideas of an occupied Hollow Earth would be revisited nearly two centuries later, in 1947, when famous polar explorer Admiral Richard Byrd flew reconnaissance missions over the North Pole. Byrd allegedly reported in his private journal about a mysterious land beyond the North Pole, which he called the center of the great unknown. 
Right, if you just discovered the centre of the earth and it had people in it, you wouldn't be like as fucking aloof as like, yeah, the centre of the grid. Oh no. Just like, you'd yeah. just be like, I just saw loads of people. What the fuck's it going on? Like That's it, what you'd say. It sounds like a Jules Verne novel, like the one that didn't get written, like 2000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you got <laughs> <laughs> Under the Great Unknown. It's just so ridiculous <laughs> how poignant they are at a time of great un, like uncertainty. It's just like, yeah. Admiral Richard Byrd was able to fly to the North Pole and back and recorded flying over lush green areas where none should have been. And then three years later, he flew over the South Pole. It's rumored that when Admiral Byrd's task force actually got to Antarctica, that one of the first things they discovered was an entrance into a hollow earth civilization that was populated by very, very advanced beings. Okay, so that that graphic right. kind of showed it. It so was like the center of he's. That's what he saw. Yeah, so it right. is on the outside of the crust. It's like Halo. Yeah, yeah, like Halo. Yeah, uh, yeah anti-grav yeah. technology by the looks of right. it. Uh, I mean, this is bollocks, but let's keep watching Edward it. Made a lot of unusual. This guy is on like every episode, and I swear, like if you watch every episode and and write down everything he said, surely different episode would contradict what he says because yeah. they say that everyone's an alien <laughs> everything yeah. in history is an alien about the Earth's yeah. core being this hot ball of metal <laughs> or that it's like yeah something could, or like <laughs> or like that we live in a simulation anyway so it's like ah oh. it looks like a big penguin I don't know why <laughs> Admiral Byrd made a lot of unusual statements including talking about what he called a new kind of craft that could fly from pole to pole. Is it possible that entrances to another world can be found at the Earth's poles? And if so, did Admiral Byrd actually pass through one of them? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> According to some ancient astronaut theorists, such gateways do exist. This is my favourite thing about Ancient Aliens. Have you seen Ancient Aliens before? Um, I've never watched an episode, but I have seen like lots of clips like this. I've watched clips. So always they will do this thing where they'll have a big hypothesis, mm-hmm. and then they'll say, "We passed through one of them." So did he? According to some ancient astronaut theorists. According to some ancient ancient theorists. astronaut theorists. <laughs> Is that a PhD? Is that according to some? So according to some crackpots, <laughs> such gateways do exist. Such gateways do exist. According to them, it does. Yeah. <laughs> From Al down the pub. So that is the confirmation. It's yeah. just right. on on ancient aliens. I love that. That is like their way of like. It's like, does this happen? According to random they people. Yes. <laughs> they did this a lot in the 90s when there was a lot of... We talked about the alien autopsy video. Yeah. When Fox was po- was playing a lot of like alien autopsy stuff and then alien fever was high, before those shows, they would have this like voiceover like, what you're about to watch has not been confirmed by scientists. Da-da-da-da. And it would just be like, yeah. is it real? Judge for yourself. Yeah. And it would just be like, there's, it's basically saying this is nonsense, yeah, but yeah. we are getting loads of viewing figures for yeah, this exactly. to keep watching. Yeah, we're going to... I mean, I'll tell you for one fact why this is absolute boo hockey. Right. Right? Because <laughs> if there was advanced, um, advanced people in the centre of our planet who had advanced technology, yeah. you could make money off of it. You could make millions off of it. Maybe so people are making millions. Public, so that the rich bigwigs, 
in our cities across the world could make money off of it. Maybe they are, and they want to keep it secret so they can make money off it and we can't invest. Also, if they're so clever, why do they want to live on the inside? Well, yeah. If there's this, if there's this advanced race on the inside of the I earth, still don't understand why do they how... want to live in like caves? So do, we, do they think... It's like dwarves, don't it? Dwarves on... live on caves. Do they think that we on the outside are just living on like floating plates of crust and that's enough to sustain well i thought like how do you explain volcanoes earthquakes stuff like that but um there's actually some good there is some good evidence coming up from old time scientists (laughs) some ancient (laughs) astronomers Uh, here's another one there's, there's a lot of like oh, the same information this. but they're really good right. videos and each one's got a different take you find like because <laughs> there's no take there's no solid uh, <laughs> solid earth yeah no solid va- foundation to, to pull from is the earth really hollow so astronomer Edmund Halley proposes that the earth is hollow in in 1692 so 1692 years ago, yeah. he proposed it was so with subterranean atmospheres and possibly inhabited he just he just thought, like oh though, would that be cool yeah. yeah he's writing the first sci-fi novel yeah yeah right 1913 Marshall Gardner argues that the earth has an interior sun right. argues right <laughs> We're right in a bar <laughs> one night and can be explored and can be explored via an opening in the Arctic. Argues based on what? Yeah, give us some evidence. There's no sun inside. No, 1957. A secret diary, apparently by Arctic explorer Richard Bird, reveals that reveals these are the key words. Here. He found the entrance to the underworld in 1947. Ferris say. Bird was forced to cover up his discovery. No, he why? Yeah, why, why, why? Why, why, why? The idea of a subterranean world is found in most ancient cultures. If you go back through hieroglyphics, you can always. understand the way it's actually made. Yeah. yeah, including all these mythologies. I mean, Buddhism, that's. Judaism, Celtic, Norse. They all talk about talking animals. Is that real? Yeah, exactly. A Native American and... Uh, okay, some more. We're talking about mythologies now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is silly. You can't use mythologies, fact. Mankind's ancestors emerged from underground lands. That's just an unsubstantiated claim. That's just a, just... Yeah, it's just a guess. Hollow Earth theorists believe ancient Mayan calendars do not measure time. Oh. But what? But are actually maps to the underworld. Okay. Right. Hmm. <laughs> what do I you think? think? <laughs> I think it's bollocks. I uh, can I can I just I just thought about something about that sun being in the middle. Yeah. How far away from Earth is the sun? Yeah. <laughs> and how far? Oh, yeah, but it is a mini sun. Is it? They're saying yeah, it's how some... would that sustain life? How would it not and how would burn they... up? Everything? Yeah, it's exactly. encased. Yeah, it's got nowhere to go. It's just yeah. it's just an oven. It's, it's an oven. Yeah. Imagine putting. Imagine getting an Easter egg and putting like a little candle on the inside. Yeah. Like, that's not going to last Mate, long before. They're basically saying the Earth is a slow cooker. Yeah. It's just maybe that's why we it's have a pre- no, it's a pressure warming. cooker, isn't it? A pressure cooker. It's just yeah. see oh. one thing like on a serious note, not really serious, but is if there... you um. You know that the Earth is hot. We know if we drill down, it gets hot enough, right? Yeah. So why don't you drill loads of really long holes, put in loads of little tiny turbines, and let the heat generate infinite electricity? 
If that's an endless source of heat, if that heat is never going to cool down. the energy it would take to dig that hole deep enough to get the heat... The payback rise, would... Would just... not be enough, because it's... They just... It can't... If they if it wasn't ridiculously expensive, they would have explored more into it by now. Mm. But it's like the equipment to dig that deep. I think how long that drill's got to be in a thing, it's just... Yeah. It's just impossible. Look at, look at the video on the end... On the right. Godzilla, King of Monsters, Hollow Earth Theory Explained. Why are those two things fused? <laughs> right, wait a minute. So, you know there's the Flat Earth Society, and that's like the main... There's like, actually a gathering of people who yeah. believe. Is there something similar... For Hollow Earth? For Hollow Earth. Well... This is what really bothers me, is you get all these theories, and they're all... If you just had one hub working together on one theory, this is why no one believes this crap. <laughs> Because it's all just, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, it could be this. Like, the thing about Flat Earth, it's got a bigger following because yeah, yeah, probably. it was a more believed theory for a lot longer, I feel. Yeah, I guess I guess so, yeah. The thing is, I was going to say, like, um, like Flat Earth has this society of people, and I feel like Flat Earth is a bit like Hollow Earth, that's stupid. And it's almost like Hollow Earth is seen as a more stupid thing. But to me, they're just as stupid as each other. Hollow Earth and Flat Earth are kind of contradicting, aren't they? Yeah. Because um, you can't have a hollow... So Believers in each one must think the other ones are crackpots, and then everyone else just thinks they both are. Oh, well, I mean, flat earthers think each other are crackpots. Some flat. I, I I was listening to podcasts ages ago, and it was like talking about denouncing the fake flat earthers from spreading disinformation about a certain flat earth, and this is the real flat. And it's like you don't see scientists like we well, actually do see scientists argue, but you don't see all of them like the earth square no it's round no it's yeah. you know hexagon this is, this is what when you when they make statements as well like but he was forced to keep his mouth shut you're like okay by who when and why those are three yeah. things i want to know the answer to like the, why would why was he forced you know and who who was it who and decides actually, if he was an, if he was it. someone who had this information why would he go oh yeah all right then yeah, I'll just leave it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Like, I just don't get it. So, I don't know if I'll find the video again. But before, before I play this one quickly, I'll explain um, briefly how the Hollow Earthers believe the, ho- the Earth was formed, if the Hollow Earth was real. Okay, yeah. So, they said that the Earth was obviously a ball of molten rock at some point. Is that... That was like a theory, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, what they're saying is, as it was spinning... The harder materials push to the outside of its gravity, to the outside of the circle, leaving okay. a, gap a gap in the center, like a donut. Right, right. Where okay. did ready so for the jam did, to be filled? What, so basically, it like compressed because obviously you've got mm. a mass of something. Yeah, you can't just then have nothing in the middle. That that something. So are they saying what was in the middle? What was making up the whole ball? Yeah, was fairly soft material, like, a, like the sun in the middle. Just and so then if it's like compressed and compressed so much so like that there was a, a big pocket, like a, almost a ginormous pocket by the yeah. looks of things. And then the sun in the middle is our core that is the main source of our gravity. It's like 800, di- 800 miles diameter. So it, that's why it's not too hot, apparently. And, uh, and, and then they've got this own sun and they say that in the middle, it's perfect climate. It's never night. It's never day. It's always just a perfect it's garden. It's never night. That's awful. <laughs> it's, wait, it is day. Sorry. It, not, it's never night. It is always day. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, awful. That's awful yeah. Like, well, you'd be adapted to it, wouldn't you? No, um, you need to no sleep. plants need so it. So well, it's like, like a garden of Eden. It's like a 
perfect. Garden of Eden, they got to have some kip. Did they? Yeah, they got to sleep, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know. Did they? Yeah, God created day and night before the. Yeah, they did. Oh, of course, he did. Yeah. Well. Right, okay. Should we watch this one? Should we see this, this more facts? Every video's got some crazy facts to tumble out of it. And we've got the Adelaide Bird to Diary to go through, and that is a barnstormer. So <laughs> saving that one. <laughs> I tell you what, it's you're, it's a case of we'll listen to it until we get a bit sick and tired of hearing the same old shit. But in the lead up, <laughs> really, we're gonna have really a re- it to me. we're gonna have a good laugh because uh, yeah, Bird's got some great ideas. How many emails are we gonna get after this? Oh. Sorry if I'm not giving it a good shake. I am kind of giving it a good no, shake. I, I, want, exactly I really wanted to give it a good shake, but then they started like, giving you shit. Many readers of The Paranormal and the Unexplained are familiar with the theory that the Earth is hollow. The idea is based on the ancient legends of many cultures that say there are races of people, entire civilizations that thrive in subterranean cities. Very often, these dwellers of the world beneath are more advanced than we are on the surface. Some even believe that UFOs are not from other planets, but are manufactured by strange beings in the interior of the Earth. In this video, we take a look at the Hollow Earth Theory. Now before I start, I'm in no way saying that the Earth is hollow. I'll just be presenting some of the theories that are floating around. For many years, people believe there is another world lying just beneath the surface of our planet. Modern science holds the Earth as an unbroken series of layers, crust and liquid magma surrounding a dense hot core made primarily of iron and nickel. But not everyone is convinced. <laughs> Look how big that is! 17th century. Some of the leading scientific minds of the time came up with a new theory that the planet is actually hollow. This idea has proved incredibly durable. Even today there is a small group of Hollow Earth believers who are fighting to validate their ideas through books, websites, meetings and some extremely ambitious travel plans. Oh. I love that quote. Yes. It's been in so <laughs> many different videos. Ambitious. Possibly the first person to scientifically speculate about a Hollow Earth was none other than Edmund Halley. Proposed in 1692 as a way of explaining anomalous compass readings, Halley's theory is that the planet is a series of nested shells, spinning in different directions or surrounding a central core. In his estimation based on readings of the magnetic field, and what he knew of the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon on the earth, this model could account for any inaccuracies in his readings of the magnetic field of the planet. So he thinks inside the earth there's loads and loads of like layers with gaps between them. Yeah. Like below, below the crust, there's a gap. Yeah, that then you can another, live on on another crust below it, and then another gap, and then another crust. I think Halley's original theory was crazy, basically a theory to explain compass readings. But he never, he didn't tack on the whole inhabitants, this that. All he was saying was the inside of our Earth could be made up of other spinning balls. Well, that's right. all I thought Hollow Earth was about. I didn't realise people actually thought there was people living below. But then so pe- people yeah. have tacked on the sort of, oh, well, if that is the case, then maybe there's people... And, oh, maybe if that is... Yeah. This, yeah, that doesn't make... I mean, it doesn't make sense anyway. But let's just take that it's even... But it's more like a working theory, isn't it? It's just like... living there. What, what does the surface of that thing that they're living on look like because if the earth is a sphere and it's so big that the gravitational pulls people from both sides of the planet into the center Mm. right then what does that surface look like because it can't just be like 
a little disc? Does that mean that people are like I understand? Yeah, I just don't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, also mm. it can't be it can't be sustainable because think of our surface and the things that we use to live on it: mm. water, greenery. Mm. They can't be that under on, the, on a layer because there's no sun on a layer. Yeah, it's the just la- a dank cave. The layer one is more. He doesn't think there's people living on them. Like, no, so. no. Okay, okay, so I don't on. think he does. This no. is less crazy. He might do though. He said possibly the inhabitants, but that could be conjecture from. He also put forward that the space between each shells may have had atmospheres capable of supporting life. Okay, for us. Okay. <laughs> The strange idea was extended upon over the next few centuries. There you go, yeah, extended upon. I see view of multiple spheres from the much funnier version that the entire interior of the Earth is just one impossibly That's large cavity. Funnier. Generally, this new view of the hollow Earth is accompanied with the theory of a small sun that hangs in the very centre, creating a lush, livable environment on the flip side of the Earth's surface. So what it sounds like is that Halley came up with a working theory for things they tossed that out and made the hollow no, earth that's not more in like you guys are just like how would that how and then you just go right forget that one we'll just have a simple one with yeah. the sun in the middle this that is can more fun yeah it's more sun fun in the yeah. middle and everyone living on the inside part of it yeah according to a number of hollow earth websites this vision was developed among famous mathematicians and scientists in the 18th century and sir john leslie in the 19th century although the sources for these seem to be somewhat vague Regardless of where it originated, the model of the hollow earth managed to grow and survive. In 1818, John Cleve Sim Jr. published his circular number one, declaring to the world that the earth is hollow. Sims, a veteran of the War of 1812, soon became maybe the most famous and successful prominent of the hollow earth theory. His initial vision of the earth's interior was like a simplified version of Halley's multi-layered model with the exception that Sims' version included huge holes at the North and South Poles, which allowed access to the hidden world inside. <laughs> he's got like a... Sorry, pause it. I love that that picture has got like a little sneer on his face, like he knows like his own ideas of he, he is difficult to look at. <laughs> Looks like that local at the pub just goes down the pub every day. That's Al. These holes, his unique addition to the hollow earth theory would become known as the Sims' holes. They would see it from space. Since proposed a mountain expedition to the North Pole, wouldn't they? But he was sure they could locate one of these holes. I mean, there's lots of holes in this. And gain access to the inner earth. And that has not included that. That <laughs> hole is included. Really the interior of the earth. Look how big it is. Saying in circular number one that the inside of the earth they is say it is. <laughs> it's if not that big of a pull things into it. If he's sorry, was not science fiction but science fact. If he's got his own. Gravitational pull. Some people, they, they, some of them say it's got its own gravitational pull. If it was that big, it would pull what's on the outside yeah. into it. These pictures of the Earth with the hole on the top of it. The hole is Wait, so massive. It's like as big as the States. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. And this is like, surely, if you were the trying to get your theory... The hole itself is bigger than Antarctica. Yeah. If yeah. you were going to get your theory out there, you get like an illustrator to draw that. They get back to you like, no, that's no. It's too big. No, don't they're never going to believe. My they're not going to believe that anyway. Let alone the size of that hole. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> the the art is. <laughs> that was yeah. way through. He's like, this is shit. He literally said earlier again. I want to read a load of crap. A load of crap. Sims theories were greeted with mockery from the scientific community. Barreling right through the skeptics. 
Sims was eventually able to convince enough people of the possibility of his Hollow Earth theory that in 1822, he and his supporters actually got Congress to vote on funding for his expedition. The grant was shot down, but Sims' belief in the inner Earth never died. He continued to campaign for the theory until his death in 1849. The first public scientific evidence occurred in 1947, when Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the United States Navy flew directly to the North Pole, and instead of going over the pole actually entered the inner Earth. In his diary with other witnesses, he tells of entering the hollow interior of the Earth, and travelling 1,700 miles over mountains, lakes, rivers, green vegetation and animal life. He would flew over no. another country. 1,000 miles. How m much petrol did he have in his plane? <laughs> <laughs> and where did he refuel? Like, that's just mad, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, this, this bird guy is a crackpot. Yeah. It's like he took a wrong turning and flew over, like, Iceland or something. Yeah, he flew over Greenland. Yeah. They escorted him to a safe landing place, and he was graciously greeted by beings from Agartha. Flew over Greenland. After resting, he and his crew were taken to meet the ruler. What? Hang on, Yeah, this is where it's gone. Yeah, yeah. What? He was taken to the leader. That's what I'm saying. He's the mayor of Greenland. Gets way, it gets, <laughs> gets way different. It gets way crazy. He crashed in Greenland and they took him to the other mayor. Yeah. Mayor. This is like... <laughs> fucking Trumpton. It's like it's not enough that I viewed a little bit of the Hollow Earth. The story goes so far. It's like, it's like, yeah, what did you do when you get there? Well, and then just carried These on. These other bird theory videos didn't mention this. No. Yeah. No. Oh, by the way, for listeners, Trumpton is not like Trump, like, not like America. We mean like there's like an old <laughs> what cartoon. It's like an animated kids show from the 70s. Yeah, about a little village of people. It's called Trumpton. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go. He tells of seeing monstrous animals resembling the mammoth moving through the underbush. He eventually found cities and a thriving civilization. His plane was greeted by flying machines, the type he had never seen before. They escorted him to a safe landing place, and he was graciously greeted by beings from Agartha. After resting, he and his crew were taken to meet the ruler. They told him he'd been allowed to enter because of his high moral and ethical character. They went on to say that ever since the United States had dropped the atomic bombs, they had been very concerned for their own safety and survival. They had decided that it was time to make a greater contact with the outside world, to make sure that we didn't destroy this planet and their civilization with it. They'd been allowed in for this exact purpose, as a way of making contact with someone they trusted. To make a long story short, Admiral Byrd and his crew upon their visit were guided by their hosts back to their plane to the outer world, and their lives were changed forever. In January 1956, Admiral Byrd led another expedition to the Antarctic. In this expedition, he and his crew penetrated for 2,300 miles into the centre of the Earth. Admiral Byrd states that the North and the South Pole were actually two of the many openings to the centre of the Earth. Admiral Byrd also states the inner Earth has an inner sun. His theory is that the poles of the Earth are convex rather than concave. Ships and planes can actually fly or drive right in. The American press announced Byrd's discovery. However, it was immediately suppressed. Ray Palmer, the editor of Flying Saucer magazine, did a detailed story on Admiral Byrd's discoveries, 
the United States government either bought, stole, or destroyed almost every copy and then destroyed the plates of the printing press. Because it's bollocks. Another interesting fact is that the United States government doesn't let planes fly over the poles. All flights are directed to go around the poles. Because it's too dangerous. Another interesting phenomena is the fact that the icebergs are composed of fresh water and not salt water that drifts from the poles. Another interesting question is why is it warmer near the poles than it is 600 to 1000 miles away from it? But some don't buy this. On May the 19th, 1926, Bird and Navy Chief Aviation Pilot Floyd Bennett attempted to fly over the North Pole. The flight went from Spitsbergen back to its takeoff airfield, lasting 15 hours and 57 minutes, including 13 minutes of circling the pole. Bird and Bennett claimed to have reached the pole a distance of 1,535 miles. When he returned to the United States from the Arctic, Bird became a national hero. Congress passed a special act on December the 21st, 1926, promoting him to the rank of commander and awarding both him and Floyd Bennett the Medal of Honor. But didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Bird and Bennett were presented with what? Tiffany Cross. So he was a hero, but no one knew. <laughs> Since 1926, there have been doubts raised, defences made and heated controversy. This all revolves around whether Bird actually did reach the North Pole. In 1958, Norwegian-American aviator and explorer Bernd Bauchin cast doubt on Bird's claim on the basis of his knowledge of the airplane speed. He claimed that Bennett had confessed to him months after the flight that he and Bird did not reach the Pole. Bennett died on April the 25th, 1928, during a flight to rescue down aviators in Greenland. However, Bennett had started a memoir given numerous interviews and wrote an article for an aviation magazine about the flight before his death that all confirmed Bird's version of the flight. Some of the scientific theories that came out in the early 1900s were crazy. <laughs> According to hollow earth theorists at the time, the Aurora Borealis was nothing more than fires reflected from inside the earth. Since the inner earth is full no, of crystals no. that reflect the light of the sun, it's <laughs> it would only make sense that the fires from people inside earth would reflect outward and up into the sky. The best no. scientific argument against that of the hollow earth is gravity. Yeah, right. The best <laughs> argument just... is gravity. A pretty solid argument. Yeah. This right. is this is solid. a better. Right. Can I just can I just point something out? Clearly, what happened? Bird was sent out on an expedition. Let's had the government pumped loads of money into his expedition, right? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, what are our findings, lads? Well, nothing. Well, Keith, we can't go back with nothing. We need something. We need to go back with something. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to look like a dick. Well, okay, let's just say we went in and there's like some some other or like land in the middle of the earth. Like, how do they let us in? Well, let's just say they think I'm quality, so they let me in. It's fine. It's not. It's also, just nonsense. It's, just, it's so egomaniacal to be like, yeah, they only let me in because I'm the best. Yeah, exactly. They said I was the best person ever. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what happened to you? Like, when, when what yeah. insecurities do you have where you need to tell stories I where know, you are the best? I know. You are the hero. How do they know you? Yeah. We How were waiting they... for your arrival, Mr. Amazing Man. Like, yeah. is it... <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Amazing Man. <laughs> I want to hear, right, okay, what's this barnstormer you've been sitting on? I, I can't wait for this, Tis. Yeah? You said that there was going to be... There was a barnstormer. His diary. 
Is it his diary or? Yeah, yeah. Just searching this video as well. Oh. Because this is something we're going to watch as well. Here we go. So this. <laughs> giants, this is half an oh, hour long. <laughs> oh. The Hollow Earth is filled with giants, Germans, and. Yeah, because that looks this like a bit. lot of stuff we already know. Yeah. This bit. Hollow Earth. Harley's strange idea was expanded upon over the next few centuries. Tossing out the messy view of multiple spheres for the much funner vision that the entire is the same thing the guy said. just one impossibly mm. large cavern. Generally, this new view of the hollow earth is accompanied with the theory of a small sun that hangs in the very center. This is literally what the guy he's, yeah. he's reading it's the, the same script. It's the same script. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's the same script. Hmm. <laughs> There's no way that both people say more fun of you. There's more no, that's the same person. Way funner. It's way funner. <laughs> Do you know what I've heard? This, you know when they said, um, and some seriously ad- uh, ad- adventurous travel oh, plans? Yeah. I've heard that a few times as well. Yeah, it's and it's just script. like, what? We just read the same script. Um, trying to find a good one. It's just a reading of... I'll try the Ook Media one. What's this? Is this the... Oh, maybe this is an interview. Maybe not. It's time for the Longines Chronoscope, a television journal of the important issues of the hour, brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A presentation of the Longines Whitnor Watch Company, maker of Longines, the world's most honored watch, and Whitnor, distinguished companion to the world-honored Longines. Good evening, this is Frank Knight. May I introduce our co-editors for this edition of the Longines Chronoscope? Larry Lasseur, CBS News correspondent, and Kenneth Crawford, National Affairs... Look at those brows. Newsweek magazine. <laughs> is, is this real? Yeah, can you pause a second? Richard E. Bird. Is that him? That's him. Is this, is this is real? Is this a real thing? Because it seems so... Like, it seems like a com- uh, SNL sketch or something. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen this. The way it started is like something Mr. Burns would be watching in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then whenever it cuts to everyone's faces and they're sort of like looking at the wrong cameras and stuff, it's like a mock of old. Yeah. Is this is is it real? Yeah, it's real. The chronoscope as well. Yeah. But more important than that, it's uh, it has to do with the future uh, of the nation, those to come after us, or even uh, during your lifetime, because it happens to be an untouched reservoir of natural resources, and. Uh, you know, as the world shrinks with an ever-increasing acceleration, far-flung places, once useless like we thought the North Pole was, and no man's land, become very useful. Uh, the bottom of the world will be important, not only to us, but to our allies. Uh, does it, I was going to ask you, does it have military importance? Uh, it has some, and uh, as the world shrinks, it will continue to shrink with an ever-increasing acceleration thus bringing these places closer. And in the future, I can see a time when it will be very, very important strategically. Well, has the development of air power increased the strategic importance of places like the uh, Palmer Peninsula, we'll say? Uh, Very much so. Even now, if uh, anything happened and we uh, lost the Panama Canal, we would have to control the islands just north of Antarctica, which are part of Antarctica. Then between there and Cape Horn. I've heard it said that uh, there are seven continents in the world, and one of them has never been seen by a woman, and that's Antarctica. Is that actually true? 
Well, if the powerful nation is an island, as far as I know, that's true. No woman's ever stepped foot upon the Antarctic continent, and it's the most peaceful place in the world. Well, sure they won't laugh at Oh! Wow. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Did he say what wow. I thought he said? Yeah. Wow. I'm speechless. That is some viewpoint, isn't it? <laughs> this is like man, this is like a boys' club, like a conservative club, but someone put a camera in there, and they're all just like, "My bloody wife never." <laughs> that sort of thing. It's just. I used to hear that sort of talk. Oh what did he God. say? He said, um, "No woman, no ever woman's s- ever set foot on Antarctica." Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, it's the most peaceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought he said. <laughs> Um, well, there you go. Any Hollow Earth believers who are also... Um, I, yeah, I don't want to side with that guy anyway, even if I did believe in Hollow Earth. Um, Holy crap. North Pole and Vice Admiral Richard E. Byrd's account. So this is his diary. Rear it's... Admiral Richard Evelyn Byrd Jr. was an American naval officer. We'll forward to the... Uh, Dreaded Rear Admiral. Oh, here we go. We're going to forward to slight turbulence, circle the area. Here we go. First sighting of a mountain. Okay, there we go. Zero nine fifteen hours. In the distance is what appears to be mountains. Nine forty nine hours. Twenty nine minutes elapsed flight time from the first sighting of the mountains. It is no illusion. They are mountains and are consisting of a small range that I have never seen before. Zero nine fifty five hours. Altitude changed to two thousand nine hundred and fifty feet, encountering strong turbulence again. Ten hundred hours. We are crossing over the small mountain range and still proceeding northward as best as can be ascertained. Let's get forward. Beyond the mountain range. Fucking ages. Uh, yeah, because he's doing his diary in like five minute increments. Yeah. Countryside below is more level and normal, if I may use that word. Head we seem to spot what seems to be a city. Look at this is possible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. My God, off our port and starboard wings are a strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are dish-shaped and have a radiant... Oh, this is bollocks. They are close enough now to see the market. (gasps) Is it actually... um, Is this actually his diary? Unconfirmed. So we don't... What? What Unconfirmed. I've never heard it from his mouth that this is true. Yeah, but did... Where's this come from? Is it just... Uh, I've read online that the origins of this part of the diary are murky. This seems almost like um, a Lovecraft story, H.P. Lovecraft story. He does this sort of thing. My God, something like the way it's written almost was Lovecraftian. Yeah, and a lot he has a very famous uh, Lovecraft story. The Mountains of Madness is about an Arctic expedition and that discovers an alien remnants of an alien civilization wow. amongst the Arctic, um, and mountains far bigger than Everest and all this stuff so it feels like very a lot of similarities to me I love this next quote yeah I've just read it's mental it's a type of swastika this is fantastic this is fantastic the first thing you realise when you're a hollow earth full of Nazis this is amazing yeah 1135 hours our radio crackles and a voice comes through in English with what is perhaps a slight Nordic or Germanic accent the message is, welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral, you are in... Oh, nice. It's like he slipped into a coma. Yeah. The engines of our plane have stopped running. 
The aircraft is under some strange control oh, and is now turning sake. itself. The controls are useless. Anti-strat. This is, uh, I'm calling Anti-strat on this. <laughs> Another radio message received. We begin the landing process now. So they're landing and stuff, right? So this is absolute bollocks. This is this is mental, absolutely mental. The radio man and I are taken from the aircraft, and we are received in a most cordial manner. We were then boarded on a small platform-like conveyance with no wheels. It moves us toward the glowing city with great swiftness. As we approach, the city seems to be made of a crystal. No, material. this is mental. This is so silly. A large building that is a type I have never seen before. It appears to be right out of the design board of Frank Lloyd Wright, or perhaps more correctly, out of a Buck Rogers setting. This is nonsense. Buck Rogers? When was Buck Rogers? He's like a fictional sci-fi... Um, yeah, like when was he written? It's like a 70s sci-fi show, isn't it? 70s? Yeah. Well, when was Birds? Uh, like, 20s, wasn't it? When, no, wait a minute. Well, if Buck Rogers out, then this is obviously phony. Surely. Right? Yeah, because if this was written in the 40s... That's what I'm maybe saying. Maybe it wasn't 70s, I don't know. Maybe there was an earlier adaptation of Buck Rogers. I always thought of it as a 70s show. Buck Rogers. Origins. Uh, 1928. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, fair enough. Okay, so... I've just read this is absolute waffle. Oh, of course it's older, because Star Wars came out in the 70s, and that was a homage to the Buck Rogers oh, okay. sci-fi Warm stuff. Warm beverage, right. which tasted like nothing I have ever savoured before. Rubbish. It is delicious. After about 10 minutes, two of our wondrous appearing hosts come to our quarters and announce that I am to accompany them. I have no choice but to comply. I leave my radio man behind, and we walk a short distance and enter into what... So they can't verify it. We descend downward for some moments. They can't verify the theory. Uh, I don't think anyone's tried because it's so ridiculous. This is enough confirmation. This is bollocks. One of the beings motions for us to start before a great door. Over the door is an inscription that I cannot read. The great door slides noiselessly open. This is him writing a story. again and conveys the following. We have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well known on the surface world, Admiral. What? Surface world. I half gasped under my breath. Uh, this is a novel. This, this is, is a fucking yeah, novel. This is so mental. Part of me actually thinks this might be a, a, a novel. Yeah. Like someone's taken the idea of him to go going in there and, and written like, like a, a a cool science fiction story based around it because it seems too wacky. It's mental. Yeah. Absolutely mental. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? This guy, this guy need like they when he came back and he started sparring and all that bullshit. Someone should have gone. We need to take you to this hospital. Admiral, I'm just yeah. gonna go and sit in that chair. I've gone. I feel like I've gone past. It's funny, and I'm like angry because it's yeah, not. It's, it's so not, bad. There's no. There's no fact. Once again, it's based on science from 300 years ago. That's not how science works. Science is, evolves so quickly that our understanding of the planet. You can't. Uh, space travel alone means that evidence of the planet being round and it not being hollow is irrefutable. Warning. Oh my days. What is this? This this has a really good talk in it, actually. Okay. So this is a presentation of Hollow Planets by uh, someone. In 2009. Yeah. Let me tell you how I first became interested in the Hollow Earth theory. Back in the 1970s, two scientists from the Soviet Academy of Sciences proposed a theory that the moon might be hollow an American author by the name of Don Wilson then wrote a book based on this idea. 
It was called Our Mysterious Spaceship Moon. Can I just pause? One of Sorry. the more interesting things mentioned in that... Right, just point out, he hasn't mentioned who the two scientists are, and then he's basing it on a book so far, just of an American author who's written a book based on these ideas. Mm. Right, and okay, then he called fine. the moon a spaceship. Yeah, okay, great. book was the Apollo 12 seismic experiment. Apollo 12 placed the first seismometer on an alien world. NASA did not expect many moonquakes. They expected the moon to be seismically dead. To ensure some kind of seismic results, they deliberately crashed part of a rocket into the moon. When they did this, the results astounded them. The moon's behavior was quite unexpected. It rang like a bell for almost an hour. Quotes from the scientists of the time are quite interesting. Science News, in its 1970 yearbook, went on to suggest that maybe the moon is hollow. It stated the following. During the first day or two after the event, many researchers were reluctant even to try to devise a lunar model that would fit the strange phenomenon. Some such models would have made for a rather bizarre moon, such as a hollow titanium ball, said Captain Shearer, which is highly unlikely. Two Russian scientists then wrote a paper entitled Is the Moon the Creation of Intelligence? It was published in the Russian journal Sputnik. They suggested the moon had been created by aliens and put into orbit around the Earth. Give over. I never forgot the hollow moon. The earnestness of which he's delivering this. It made me open to the idea that the Earth or other planets might also be hollow. My interest in the hollow Earth theory only began in the early 1990s when Internet came to South Africa and I started discussing the idea with Americans. I then learned of another book, this time an American named Marshall Gardner. He revived the hollow earth idea in 1913. He wasn't a scientist. Instead, he seemed to be something of an inventor and perhaps uh, even an engineer. Okay, right. He wrote a book entitled A Journey to the Earth's Interior. Marshall Gardner wrote a great deal about the Arctic regions. A journey the to the Earth's interior is like a John Jules Verne. It's these like wacky adventures. The which led into the Earth's interior. He tried to show that hot air came from the north instead of cold air. He also cited evidence of animals which traveled north for winter instead of south. He's not a scientist. He says at the start he's not a scientist. Many books have been written about the hollow earth, and the vast majority of them are rubbish. <laughs> I realized that nobody had applied seriously to the subject since Marshall got the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I decided to do my own feasibility study on the hollow planet idea to see oh, if it God. had any merit. Right, yeah. This is baggy ball. I think we've got all the proof 
this is this is pretty much all the information we've got. Yeah. I hate everything yeah. to do with the language, with this conspiracy shit, the biggest cover up in history. Now you know you know that a conspiracy's got no weight to it. Like take JFK, they don't use language like this. There's no cover up stuff. It's just things that people have have mentioned. Why the language is so different because they're trying to make it into something which is, you know, why are they covering it up? Who's covering it up? I mean, this it's is just crackpot. Crack with the JFK stuff, there's balls. just loads of connecting things with like... Yeah, and it's logical. You know, proof. It all fits. It's logical. And it takes experts. Like You watch countless documentaries of people who are experts in their field. Like There was the, the clip of the guy who had been a sniper in the US Army. For, for He was like a Marine. Um, and he, he was like... He looked at the angle that they proposed from the book depositories. You know, he looked at how where the bullet would have gone and how it, and he's like no it's impossible to take that shot and to have made it you take someone these are not taking scientists and they're taking science from they're like taking hundreds a guy of years who ago flew, who said he flew there and was greeted by people I who know, told him they're was taking the that and they're taking it as as fact they're taking that yeah. you can't that's not how science works once you've evolved on and our understanding becomes clearer you can't then go back to stuff that was hundreds of years ago that's not how science works so I'm going to come down on the side of rubs for Hollow Earth. This is absolute balls, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't think there's a Real hole in, in the Antarctic. Anti-strat. Yeah, so, I mean, people should do their own research. I, I think this is all the research they needed. I did a lot of research on it. Three nights of watching these videos. And the first video I watched was that diary. And I was just right. like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's yeah. just so stupid. And then I watched the others and I was like, okay... There's some good visuals, there's some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, but overall, it's a hard one to sell. It's, it's Flat Earth Part 2, basically. Yeah, but that I feel like Flat Earth is As more ludicrous believable. as it is, Flat Earth is more believable, yeah. Yeah, that was absolute tripe. And Hollow Earth. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Really that was one of my favourite episodes. So really? Definitely. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It was fun. I, I'm really happy with all four of the apps we did this weekend. Yeah. Um, <gasps> and this will be the last one of the four that goes up. So I hope everyone enjoyed um, our recordings from our trip to Bristol. Yeah. Because yeah. there, there was some really good stuff. But also, Listener of the Week. Listener of the Week. Obviously, we're going to give it to who requested this episode. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. a few months ago, we got an email from Marianne Martino. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved the Flat Earth episode. She okay, wanted, good. She, if it's on the same tone as yeah, that, that's good. she really wanted a follow up, and she was like, "Do Hollow Earth?" Basically, Amazing. Yeah. I hope I've done it justice was, for her. Yeah, good. she was really laughing about us doing like, "Where's your gravity now?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Marianne Martino, listener of the week. Listener of the week. Thank you, Marianne. Amazing. Um, are we done? Yeah. So. This, this is going, going again. <laughs> Me and Beef will wrap up again. <laughs> no, wait, no, you can, we can wrap up. I've well, got time. Contact at... Uh, parpatthecarp.com <laughs> unexplainableuk at mail.com or via the website weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com where you can also find links to the social media accounts. You can uh, find link to the merch store, buy stuff. I just imagine a little. I just imagine Big Mouth Billy Bass coming out and be like, Mary, Mary, Mary. <laughs> Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, you can also there's pages. All the videos we watched here and the picture of the maps. It's all going to be on the 
page on the website that's linked to this episode. Big mouth puppy cup. She <laughs> can also find um i can't remember what i've said about what's on the website everything that's on the website you know what it is this is gone <laughs> uh, and rate and review on itunes we love it thanks <laughs> so yeah um anything else don't know um i think that's it yeah you've done merch you've done social media you've done the website done all the stuff on the videos and stuff yeah 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 that's it Thanks for listening, guys. Love you. Bye. Uh, until next time. Uh, Conspiracy, you later. Yeah, stay Hollow solid. Hollow Earth, you later. Stay solid. Oh, <laughs> Don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> God. That was so silly. Yeah. Just an hour and a half of absolute nonsense. Thanks, bye. Here is the clock, the Trumpton clock, telling the time steadily, sensibly, never too quickly, never too slowly, telling the time for Trumpton. thought earth was solid but is it some people don't think so that's a lot about crud planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.